everyone, welcome back to Model Student. I'm your host, Alexandra Rain, and today my guest is Chloe Williams. I say it in this episode and I'll state it again here. I am a fan first, friend second. I've followed her writing online for quite some time now and was able to meet her when I was in New York class and she is so lovely, so eloquent, obviously because she's a writer and just unironically such a cool girl and I really enjoyed our conversation. I at some point will write a model student manifesto, haven't quite gotten to that, but part of being quote-unquote model student to me is having like a, eh, I don't know how to say this, like a sense of being holistic in that appreciation for the arts goes beyond just fashion and I mean, uh, do I (laughs) cope with inadequacy by trying to intellectualize everything and trying to be well-educated? Yes, I most certainly do. I'm not going to hide from that. Um, But there's something I think, I mean, if we're creating this ideal model student manifesto, there's something about being well-versed and being um, knowledgeable across topics Anyways, that's why I wanted to bring in Chloe and I want to continue to bring in people across different art forms because there's so much to be learned in it and what a model student is not is somebody (laughs) who has scheduling errors which I have in the past and I am trying to be more organized in that regard. Um, I am saying this because Chloe and I have to record this episode on two different days. We've recorded part one, the first half that you'll hear on Monday. I messed up (laughs) the scheduling because of time zone differences. And then the second part you'll hear, it's recording on a different day. And I must have been like, okay, listen, I'll be honest. I recorded the second part in the morning. I was a little groggy. I think I was starting to get a cold. Um, so there's the difference. Just if you notice that like discrepancy from first half to second half of voices, that is why. But I've gapped on for long enough. Without further ado, Chloe Williams. Hi, Chloe. Yeah. Welcome to Model Student. <laughs> um, I know you. I actually, I don't think I said this to you when we met for coffee when I was in New York but I followed you since like your tumblr days and then I like fell off of tumblr but it occurred to me like I was going through my old like you know when sometimes like going through tumblr my old tumblr is like kind of like going through like um an old journal yeah and I was like oh wait that's Chloe's anyways so I've it just feels go ahead I still I still use tumblr like I People like, uh, like it went through, it had a real falling out, but it's like, I feel as though because it had such a falling out, like people really use it now for their own, like personal, like what they really enjoy. Like, you know, like I remember in the days in like Tumblr when it was like, you had like a blog theme, like you had the, yes. and you followed like, yes, blog interview. yes. Now it's like all very, like very much so like people are just like a lot of like, mo- like hodgepodge and like, yeah, there's a lot of like literary stuff, which is what cool. I like. So okay putting together these compilations of like i saw one the other day that was like like i don't know if i'm gonna process right but it's just what anytime that in like 
art or photos or uh, like writing that someone mentioned kudzu. I don't know if that's how it's pronounced, but the plant that's like very invasive. So they had like yeah. a ton of diff- different like like compilation of it put together. And I just like love people pulling in like the parallels. It makes me feel better as an artist because I'm like, oh, everybody's been writing about the same thing forever. So, oh, for like, sure. Okay. So like, I'll have to revisit because I haven't been on Tumblr probably since like 2015, 2016. Wow. And I feel like it like damaged me (laughs) as an an adolescent. (laughs) So maybe I'll like recreate one and like re-enter because I, oh my gosh, the theme thing just like triggered a memory in my little pea brain of like, oh, all the different themes. Like I remember I went through like a really preppy phase and like I don't even know the names of them, but just like... I had a rosy blog. Yes, know, yes. When, like, when One Direction was around, yes. Rosy blog was such a neat, but like so, it was like just Instagram filters. Like that's what it was. Like, yeah. You know, like, rise. It was the rise filter. Yeah. From Instagram. Loved it. And then it was always these like photos of like Niall Horan, like with like his bright blonde hair and then like the rose, like rosy yeah. filter. And they like, would edit like uh, flower crowns yes, on the exactly. It's so funny. And oh then, my gosh. Um, and then I like deleted, I didn't, del- well, I deleted that blog like years later, but I like ended that blog and then like moved to another blog because I was yeah. like, I had this since I was like 13. So I'm yeah. like, Re- it's I, like, time so, to rebrand. Like, 16 or 17, I remade it for like the, it was like Indie Bambi, whatever the hell that means. Yeah. But it was like that. And so I did a lot of stuff with that and it was just more naturally my aesthetic. So like yeah. I ended up getting like 25,000 followers. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. And here we are today. And and now you're a TikTok queen. I feel like your social media is like literary sweetheart. So I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> you, I'll let you introduce yourself. Obviously, you're a writer, but take it from here. The mic is yours. Um, so I'm Chloe Williams. I am a writer located in uh, Brooklyn, New York. I um, started, I, or I guess like I've been writing, or I've lived in New York for it's coming up seven years now, oh, um, wow. which is so crazy. I'm like, I told my sister that and she was like, shut the hell up. Yeah, that's nuts. Because I moved here when I was 18 for college for, I did an English major, but I, um, it was world, world literature, but I ended up transferring to Hunter College where I graduated with an English creative writing degree because they had the creative writing like, uh, major. Yeah. Well, it's essentially an English major, but a focus in creative writing. So you, it was different than what you could do at my other school. Yeah. Um, you, they had, they brought the creative writing degree like the semester I left my old school. So I was like, whatever. And then, <laughs> um, but honestly, Hunter was the place for me. Like that was like a much better fit. Yeah. And um, I ended up doing also a journalism minor, uh, or like a media studies. I don't, I'm not sure which, I think it says journalism on my degree, but I took media studies courses. Um, so essentially I like, didn't my, know that. Yeah, that my, that's making a lot of sense now in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> like things are clicking. Yeah, exactly. Now, I yeah, I spent a lot of time like I like uh, uh, like use, focusing in college on poetry, and then once I got out of college, I did a lot of uh, I do I mostly focused now on um, uh, creative nonfiction. So people usually confuse; they think I'm writing poetry, and I'm like, no, there's no indents, there's no lines. Like it's yeah. just a, just a paragraph. Um, Your writing so style I, is so poetic, though. It kind of reminds me of um, Ocean Vong, I, or I think that's how you say his last name. He wrote yeah. On Earth, We're Briefly Gorgeous, where, I mean, he wrote a novel, but he, you both just have that same essence where it's just so beautiful. 
And even though there are no like stanzas, it's still very like yeah, it's, it's a very lyrical thing. It's kind of like uh, there's this guy also who's a poet who wrote a memoir, uh, Nick Flynn. He wrote another okay. bullshit in Suck City. Such a good <laughs> memoir. It's like I mean the, the title, the best title you could. No, that's title. amazing. But also are just a phenomenal writer in general. Like yeah. he, it's like you can tell that he's very particular. Like because one thing you learn in poetry is like this is kind of off topic. From introducing no. Myself. no, no, but, no. <laughs> you learn like you know every choice you make like down to like period is yeah. is personal like in capitalization yeah. you know like and dashes like whatever like there's a sense of like there's no rules but like you have to make your own and so yeah when you when you read like Nick Flynn it's like very clear that like he's thinking about where like every line like what word mm. is like you know down to the it's not like you know it's very like microscopic like zoned in yeah and it fits into the like larger picture of course you you can like news you have to zoom out eventually but like there's a sense of like you're reading you're like this is like really well crafted yeah totally i have to nick flynn you said is his name yeah i'll have there's to a, read him they made his, his uh his uh what's it called his memoir into a movie called becoming flynn and oh really and Robert De Niro in it, and it's really good. I mean, it's a good adaption. I love um, Robert De Niro. I don't know why, because I haven't really seen much of his movies. But, but he just, he's the character. I love him, his eyebrows. I think that's what it is. So if you were, well, did you finish your introduction? I know I, I cut oh, you off. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was just, uh, I think so, yeah. I, I uh, <laughs> you know, went to college, graduated, and now I'm just a freelance writer and, and um, freelance writer at Nanny slash copywriter and Love a it. lot of uh, hodgepodge I've said that already but like a lot like a just a big blending of things yeah you kind of have <laughs> to be as like a young or as a starting not starting because obviously like I don't know I would say I'm kind of starting honestly I you, feel I feel very at the at the precipice of it <laughs> yeah yeah definitely I know it's I mean it's funny though because it's like and I it's just so interesting how much training can go into and I say training because I'm thinking of dance but with writing like how much education goes to even just be at the starting point of being considered an artist that's why I kind of like struggled using starting but if if that sticks for you then that I didn't I didn't want to be condescending and be like you're a starting artist because I (laughs) really admire yeah exactly (laughs) really admire your work but if you were and this is I can never answer a question like this, but I'm sure you can. <laughs> um, if you had to describe your writing in three words, what would those words be? I think I would honestly say it's uh, romantic, mundane, and lyrical. Oh, I love that. I feel like my writing really focuses. I said my newsletter is like the study. I, I I can't remember how I exactly I worry, it, but it's like the beauty of ordinary things, like mm. the study of like or or is a study on ordinary things. I think is what that's called. Yeah, uh, like the little thing. It's like when it gives you like tells like, like tell the readers what your newsletter is about because I really can't summarize my newsletter in general. It's just like you know, it's, it's like be- what I'm thinking about, and yeah. I really am, I'm really in love with life itself. So yeah, but yeah. My my I feel like you see like I you learn a lot in um like. Uh, like classes where teachers are like you know you can have the most interesting story in the world and if you don't tell it right then like it's gonna suck like people mm. aren't gonna want to it. yeah. I remember my teacher said you know there's people that you talk to who they can tell you they went to how like what happened to them at the grocery store and it's like the most exciting thing you ever heard for sure and I was in a class this is like again I have such an off top I so go on tangents so oh bad. I like, love it I love it like, boom, boom, boom. no <laughs> I'm following every single bit you're great <laughs> 
but I, I, in, when I took some time off from school, I was in a class with all these like much older people than me. Mm. Um, they were like in their, uh, they were twice my age. Some of them were in their eighties. Oh, wow. So it was very, it was very like interesting. It was very fun. I, I felt very comforted. They were like my family. I felt like they saw me as like a, like a, like a daughter kind of thing. Like I come yeah. in because I was writing it on my ex, and they'd be like, we don't like him, don't yeah. you? <laughs> the <laughs> infamous like, oh. ex, the infamous <laughs> ex. But there was a guy in the class who was my, he was my really good friend. We went, we were in mem- memoir one together, and then we moved to a, di- we went to memoir two. None of, nobody else in our class did this, but we, so we were the only ones that moved to another course. I guess it was like, they merged two classes, essentially. So it was yeah. like, we were like the two from the one class and then the rest for the other class that already had like friendships going. Mm. So I was like, and I was like, Dave. And he, um, he wrote about uh, car insurance and he wrote about how uh, he, um, uh, like what happened, why they impound a car before they impound, like they take a house for the bank. It was, I'm not like, it, I think about it to this day. Like honestly, like love those people. I can't, particularly pull from like memories from that class like what people wrote yeah but that it has always stuck with me because I was like it's amazing that you are so good at writing that yeah. like I'm really interested in, in like, car insurance in, in car insurance or in like impounding or cars like that's yeah. crazy oh my gosh so would you say I, I mean one of the questions I listed on the doc were who and what inspires you but if I can answer the own question and you can tell me if it's true or false would you say so obviously like ordinary things daily life inspires you <laughs> would you say because I know you're writing a book right now too sorry yes. I'm laughing because I'm like this is gonna sound I don't know I'm just gonna say would you say that your ex inspires you too and not in like a positive yeah. but like that relationship absolutely yeah I think that's like a pretty good way to put it like my writing my, I, I, I wrote I don't remember what I wrote it for but I was just saying that, oh, it was for my paid newsletter. I, um, I had said, you know, like, there's like, in my work, there's a lot of this like nameless you, like I say, mm. like you did this, like you and I, like I had a dream about you last night, Yeah. Uh, which is obviously intentional. It's an intentional, like, um, aversion from like, you know, naming this person, giving them a false identity. Honestly, like I love memoir. I love like, I, I've gone through phases where I've like given him like a whole different like like he lived here instead of here and he has mm. this color here instead of this color here, like all this stuff but it just doesn't it's hard for me to do that I don't like it so yeah I almost feels better and more empowering for me to just say the nameless you I love that um, and it's also I think it makes me closer with the audience a little bit because then it yeah then you're you know it's like this is something that's happening to us together like yeah I'm like talking to you and I'm not saying that like I would hate because like my ex is like such a twisted relationship <laughs> but <laughs> yeah you know, like there's something very like endearing of like you know I feel like the relationship itself was a very lonesome time in my life so to have some like to think of a literally you as like the audience and as this person is very like okay I'm not by myself yeah um I'm like not lonely yeah. so um but yeah I, I just wrote on my paid newsletter to answer the question was uh you know there was like this nameless you in my thing and because of that like it's almost like a footnote in everything I write. Mm. Like everything is seen through the lens of like this experience of like, I had this like really shitty relationship, like, and like, you know, this guy was really mean to me and I like, you know, really, you know, it made me, I think I went into that relationship very, I was always, I was in love with love and life. Like, yeah. 
And now, you know, I write and I'm a little more conservative about love, like in a sense, like yeah. I've been single uh, technically for five years. Like we never were actually together, but. Which is always the worst when there's never, they avoid the title. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I like look at my writing and, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm very like focused on like, you know, like kind of getting through like these moments. And I, I have like written like kind of, I just wrote a piece where I said I'm not existential, but I actually, <laughs> I lied. Yeah. Um, you're like, oh I, my gosh. It yeah. torment me, but like there are moments where like, you know, I think when you're like that relationship, like I said, is like a footnote in a lot of my stuff because I, it, it personified all of the things that I usually write about, like loneliness, um, love, like this feeling of like being invisible and like yeah. really feeling like a disconnect between me and the world. And so like when I think about that relationship and like when I think about like writing about the human experience, like part of why the human experience to me is so fun to write about is because after that relationship ended, I was just so, I, I mean, everything kind of leveled out. Like I had this mm. really intense need for love, for romantic love, and I wasn't getting it. It was a high, like high highs, low lows relationship. Yeah. Like, I mean, I would leave there listening to Maggie Rogers' Falling Water, and I'd be like, oh, this is the best relationship I've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> it's like something. And then, like, fast you. forward. <laughs> I was like, how did I think that? Um, yeah. I would, like, like, cry my eyes out. Like, it was, like, really painful to be in the in-between. Like, when we weren't together, yeah. like, there was, like, something, like, I hated being not together. And yeah. so when we broke up, it was, like, all of a sudden, like, I wrote this the other day. I was like, I just felt like I looked around, and I was like, wow, like, it is just, I had never wanted to be in the, in the present moment when I was with him because I always wanted something else. And that was true before I met him. Like I always wanted to be somewhere else. You know, you want to be, yeah. in, like, you want to be in a relationship. You want to be, you know, like whatever. Yeah. Now it's like, wow. Like it's so beautiful just to like, see like windows open on the street and to go out with my friends. Like I went out with my brother, I was telling you last night, like to yeah. go and to be able to really appreciate and give the appropriate value, um, and like place in my life of all sorts of love, familial, yeah. uh, platonic and stuff and like just like that part of just like I said I just I love life I love yeah. writing about it it's ordinary and it's so beautiful to me so my my writing like really is like the reason I think the reason that I'm so obsessed with the ordinary is that lens that I see my life through is from you know kind of spending a lot of time wanting to be somewhere else and now yeah. I'm like okay I want to give something to life back something loving and really put something good into the world yeah. that's like really appreciative because I honestly I'm a lifelong optimist optimist like uh, an annoying one at that too no so, <laughs> yeah like, yeah you know, I always try to incorporate you know I'm always I always like I hate the things that are like the humans you know it's so sinister and like oh I'm like shut the hell up it's that's boring it's tired yeah like I yeah. agree it's funny I was just thinking like you know the phrases or the phrase like seeing the world in like rose colored lenses it made me think about yeah. the rosy tumbler themes and the filter but you have like always have <laughs> yeah I know it it's so it's so beautiful so I know you're still writing your book and I know how long that can take no no pressure no rush but like I can't wait like, to read don't it, finish it soon. <laughs> yeah but if you don't finish it this next week and like let me see the draft no yeah, I'm so I excited and your newsletter too is just like magnificent but I want to transition now to what I call the Joan Didion phenomenon (laughs) which I don't know how to explain it but I feel like she was obviously such 
like her position and culture went so far beyond her writing and not like she was like memeified but almost had that like she was kind of like 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 she lifted up in a way that like past iconic and yes like it's it's interesting because it's like it's across all fields like you know you have people in like all forms of art like yeah everybody knows like and maybe whether they're good or bad people or part yeah. of this, like you have, everybody knows who picasso is everybody yeah. knows who Monet. everybody knows who joan didion is yeah. and i think you know she's kind of i think people especially people who aren't um writers themselves like who aren't like i get a lot of times people are like the writing scene the art scene is just like not what it was like you don't have like the way that like f scott fitzgerald is, <laughs> I mean, like, hanging out and i'm like yeah that's because like not where artists are hanging out like that's yeah. the end all be all like and of it and so with Joan I feel like she was that last like tip of like what people consider that period of where people were like kind of just hanging out yeah um and so it really makes her like because she's she's close enough that she's alive and we've all experienced her like she yeah of course uh last December but and then but she's also like stands for so much of like you know those like iconic periods of people are like you know emulating now in their style the 60s yeah. and 70s yeah she was there she was you know she kind of came broke on the scene so i feel like it's just one of those things where she's just like past iconic i don't even know what the word it's that's almost what like, i mean i say memeified because there's something that feels like everlasting about a meme and like you can reference yeah. like a tiktok audio or like something like a meme format and i feel like most maybe not most people, but, like, people our age will be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, my yeah. friends and I, I will just... I my brother all the time. My brother's, like, seven years older than us. Yeah. And sometimes he doesn't know what we're talking about, but, like, most of the time he's like, you know that one meme? And we're like, yeah, that Yeah, meme. and I think... Can- you can reference it. And I think my friends and I will just speak in like TikTok audios back and forth for like yeah. a solid five minutes. But I feel like there's that thing with Didion where it's like, she's just next level and I don't know how to pinpoint it. And I do feel like, like you said, like what we consider like a certain era of writers to be kind of maybe ended with her. And now I feel like, like I think of you, I think of Orion Carlotto and I don't know what to, because you guys just have such great presentation, great, obviously talented writing, but also like a whole, like, it's like you're selling so much more than the writing, and I feel like Didion kind of did that too. It it becomes like a um, parasocial relationship in a way, but greater of like, I really feel like I know Orion. I really feel like I know Didion. Obviously, I know you. <laughs> but like, do you know what I mean? I don't know what my question here is, but I just wanted to discuss this kind of like, I just wanted to hear your thoughts on what I'm calling a phenomenon. I don't even know if it's a phenomenon. <laughs> It's really interesting. I think what, what like the shifting of the Didion phenomena for me is like when I was in um, when I was in college, like you know, I didn't. I, I mean, I was from Connecticut, you know, the East Coast. Like the, yeah. the West Coast had a completely different relationship with Didion than the East Coast, for sure. Like, um, you know, I have this bag. Wait, where is it? Right here. Um, it says it's really dirty. But it says New York made Joan Didion cry too. Yeah. I love and, that. <laughs> yeah, and I was walking on the street the other day and this guy goes, oh my God, I love your bag. And he was like, you know, he was, that was not who I expected. To a say finance something. bro. <laughs> I had a lot of people like compliment me on my bag. Yeah. But he was like the last person. He looked like, he kind of looked like, uh, uh, like he would be, I don't know, like he looked like he worked at Barstool Sports. Like, love. <laughs> you know oh I mean? my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I was like, 
so and he was like older he's an older German or and I was like and older as in like he was in his 40s like, yeah but, uh, but uh I you know he said you know I'm from like Los Angeles mm. so where are you from kind of I think assuming that like I was either from New York or California yeah and I was like oh I'm from Connecticut and he goes oh yeah okay well New York makes me cry too and like we had like this nice little moment but I think you know that so you see like when I was in when I was in college I read Goodbye to All That which yeah. you know such a phenomenal essay I feel like honestly I wouldn't be able to say which one is her most famous but I feel like you know that one is very much so like beloved yeah inspired of like all books to be written like the about all that book yeah so I when I think about you know I remember reading that and there was a sense of like I had no understanding of who she was like I went in there and I was like oh my god like this is how I feel about New York City this is like I know that eventually I will probably leave which is not true now I don't think I will yeah but 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 at the time like you're like you're I think the thing that I notice is that, especially with the growing, I've talked about this a little bit on TikTok of like aesthetics. And, yes, and like, yeah. And like the way that it is, it's like, I feel that, and I like hate to judge, I hate like kind of being like, you know, uh, like snobbish about books. Cause honestly, like I, the only thing I really know is books. So I'm like, you know, I get, I get with music, like I'm not a music snob. So yeah. I'm like, I always hate when people are music snobs. So I hate when I'm snobbish <laughs> about books. I get um, it. I get it. It's pretentiousness you know, is welcome here. <laughs> but you see people like you know I went in because it was like I run in I was very lonely I just moved to New York City I was really homesick I had lost 15 pounds like I was like really struggling and then I go into this beautiful like essay Mm. and I feel very understood and seen and I'm connecting to the world through that art but now you have people reading Joan so she's become like idyllic in the sense of like you know, you, people read Joan, like, after they first, like, when I was, when, back in my day, no, but when, you know, when you start reading them, it's, like, she's, like, a cool girl. Mm, yes, who, yes, 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 yeah, yes, you're gonna get excited. this really, like, amazing stuff, like, she's just yeah. has a really cool career, she, I want to know about her. Now, I feel that the consumption of her is, like, I want to be a cool girl, yes. so I'm going to, you know, read, read this book, yeah. and it's going and it's like I'm not c- trying to connect to the world. It's like I'm trying to have the world be see perceived. Me, right? Yeah, I made a TikTok kind of back when I had like I like shifted book talk. I was in that realm for a minute, and now I'm like I just want to read to read. I don't want to have to like like I post yeah. on my Instagram story what I'm reading at the end of the month. But I don't know. Anyways, now everything is my relationship with TikTok has like shifted. Anyways, but I had made a TikTok like. And it's funny, it's funny, but anyways, it was like what the cool girl reads on the subway, and it had Joan Didion, Ryan Carlotto, um, My Year of Rest and Relaxation, like the books that kind of, and that's exactly what I was trying to get at, like the cool, yes, the cool girl, the cool girl, yeah. <laughs> ecosystem, <laughs> like, yeah, I just, I feel yeah. Like the thing that, that bothers me about it is um, almost like in a way, like when people, like when you get like oversaturated with that, is that... Mm. For one thing, uh, it's important to develop, like, your taste outside of aesthetics. Like, yes, I have, yeah. like, over, like, on my left, like, the book, I have, like, Kurt Vonnegut, which is, like, of course, like, you know, I was an English major, I had to read Kurt Vonnegut. You have, like, <laughs> have, like In the Dream House, uh, I have Dolly Alderton, which is, like, big on TikTok. Yeah. Um, 
I have, oh, where is, I have The Last Book Party, which is a horrible book, but I read it because <laughs> yeah. I wanted to see it good. Yeah. And, you know, like Lisa Today, I have uh, N.K. Jeminson, which I don't see a lot on BookTok. I mean, I see her a little bit more now, but like, you know, like my, and then I have this book, Word by Word, which is about words getting defined in the dictionary. So yeah, I, I think it's, go- it what bothers me a little bit about like, when you see like, that is like, I don't think, I think like reading Joan, like to me, it's like the people, it's almost like the girls who get it, get it kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, Where it's no, like, no, no, are yeah. you reading it because you want to like look cool or are you reading it because you want to connect to art? Like, mm. I think that's really where we're, where we're kind of losing ourselves a little bit with yeah. that. Like the, it's almost like the reverberations of the Joan dating effect, I guess. Yeah, um, no, for sure. I'm curious though. And I, this is going to sound maybe kind of harsh, but I mean it in like a very endearing way. Well, let me first say this and then let me get to my question is I feel like now, and listen, I'm not trying to be the person who's like readings become so trendy. Like obviously, like, <laughs> like everyone, like read what you want to read, enjoy what you want. But I feel like now for writers to kind of, if you are aspiring to have a career as like legendary and as kind of like everlasting as Joan, even after she's passed, like you kind of have to have like this cool girl and maybe that's always existed in like the 20th, 21st century for female artists to have like this cool girl kind of aura about them. But I feel like before I read your writing, the first thing I saw was like your feed and it's like, oh my gosh, this is so cool. Like so beautiful so as a writer then on the other end of it do you ever feel and like I I just feel like you've nailed it on TikTok too with like delivery with presentation with and again of course this is all like with the talented writing like that with yeah yeah. yeah, without it like that like it's like okay you're aesthetically pleasing but like this isn't like so is a million other counts yeah but do you feel like in your creative process do you feel that pressure to be a cool girl writing I think honestly um for me when I think about like the cool girl like there's to me like I am very attracted to very like authentic people I have Mm. a lot of like friends who are artists and they're just they have themselves figured out like yeah I feel, I feel you can't and not to be harsh but like you really can't be an artist if you don't and I think mm-hmm. um I mean in essence like like doing any art is like constantly trying to d- discover who you are so like you're always be different person than when you began your first your piece or whatever but sure. um I think like when I think about like to me it's just like always trying to be authentic and to me like the authentic, what, what makes the people cool girls is that they have their aesthetics that are their things that they stick to. Yeah. Like, I don't think there is a cool girl aesthetic. So when you see like the, like I said, the oversaturated, like this is what a cool girl reads, this is what a cool girl reads. Yeah. It's like nothing to me is like more boring than having to like go and talk to like the same, about the same, like five, five books. books. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah. My year of rest and realization. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Like yeah. all this and this. And it's like, I'm sure those books are phenomenal, but like, does anybody like, I think like, does anybody have their own like new, like way, like thing to add to this? Like for sure. And like, what's like a hidden gem? Like, what are we like, what are other people reading? And so when I think of like being a cool girl to me, it's always like, it's like, 
I'm, you know, I like, I've read book talk books, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Like fun for like the, I was just talking to you about one actually, remember? Oh um, yeah. <laughs> I was like obsessed with it. Yeah. And it, like, and it was like one of those books I read it, you know, kind of like, it was like, just like stupid. Like it was like a stupid book. And I think, I think like what, I guess like, it's almost, it's really difficult for me to articulate. I've been trying to articulate this point for like quite a while. Like, yeah. And like when I started the aesthetics thing, I think every aspect of like, you know, like really mediocre things you like, like I'm, I read, um, this book, uh, I can't remember what the name of it was, but it was like, a just straight up pornographic book where a ghost in it. Like there's a ghost in it. No, is it, it's not a fan fiction. Is it a fan fiction? Cause I read a fan, a Harry Styles fan fiction called Phantom and it was the same plot. (laughs) So this is like it's like takes place in like regency era and it's like okay so never mind <laughs> for no reason at all like the ghost has not been mentioned in the book randomly a ghost shows up and fights a duel and then leaves like that it just and then like the book goes on love it so i think and i had so much fun reading it and that's yes. the point of, it's like i think like i just saw this tweet that was like you have to slow down like read longer books like don't like yes try to yes. Think so much. and so yes. i think I think really the whole thing that bothers me about aesthetics is it prevents people from doing stuff just for the sake that they want to do it. Like, exactly. Yeah. They want to read the books because they want to be like something else, but like nothing to me like is cooler than someone who's like can come in and be like, you know, like I haven't met anybody else who read word by word. You know, like yeah. I would love to talk. To someone. I mean, I don't think it's like one of those like hidden like whatever like underground books. But, but it's like, not you know, on TikTok. Like yeah. yeah. For and sure. So it's cool to me when I talk to people like other people who read like my ex, he read a lot and he really liked philosophy and short stories. Mm. And so like, you know, there was something I feel like inherently cool about the way that we were as a couple because we would sit and we would talk about books and we would read to each other and like that aspect of like I'm doing what I want to do because it interests me, I'm feeding my own interests, and I'm like relaying this back. Like when you read something for the sake of looking cool, I feel like so much gets missed. It's so, yeah, it's funny. So I don't mean to cut you off, but I just want to add like, ironically enough, trying to be cool. is like the least cool thing you can do. Like it's just, it'll never work. If you're trying to be cool, you're not going to be cool. Like you just have to be yourself, which I know is so cliche. And I think the mediocre parts of your personality are just as detrimental to like being cool as the parts that like have like a really curated life. Like, yes yeah if you look at like my like like my my music like I like I said I don't know anything about music but like I you know I listen to like the dad rock and then I listen to glee like that is like equal parts of like who I am as a person and like that's very like you know like that's like the contrast that goes in and I think the part of aesthetics that's so beautiful is that you find these people who who maybe visually like the same things as you and you can use that as a jumping point but aesthetics are meant to be to be like dynamic you're meant to like incorporate your own self into them bring something yeah. new to the table so that's what bothers me I think and like I said like so much is lost like you read Joe Didion to look cool and you're missing the fact that she's so cool and that mm. you're you know you're consuming her to look cool but like you're missing and you know like that consumption of her is like very like almost I don't want to say like sinister or anything like crazy but no it's just, but like, it's, it's cheap it's, it's a cheap inversion yeah and you know what's funny too to kind of to the beginning of like the evolution of Tumblr, how like everyone just had their themes and we're only reblogging those themes. And now it's, I mean, I don't know because I haven't been on it, but like you said, more people just yeah. doing what they want. Yeah. But, and I think that's like the really wonderful part. So what always like gets lost, I think 
is, especially like I said, I talk a lot about loneliness. I think like I came to Joan Didion and like this might just be my snobbish, like, you know, my one, my pretentious take, but like, you know, I came with, like I said, like very related to the story of like feeling really lost in your city and like crying all Mm -hmm. the time. And, and there was a sense of like, wow, like you make me feel closer to the world. And so like, it's like one of those things, like, you know, if you get it, you get it. And I think like, I wish there was like more, I wish, I wish, uh, like there's like such a, you know, a like double-edged sword to it. It's like, I wish there was a way that like we could incorporate aesthetics without becoming such a like homogenous place. Yes. Um, but, but it, it is like very interesting. And I think, um, I don't know. I think, and I don't think I ever answered your question, but like for, for, for like me trying, like when I go into like the thing of like cool girl, like yeah. there's something, of course, like everybody kind of wants to be the cool girl. Like, of course I think about it, like, Oh, that'd be so cool if I was a cool girl. But like in my real like walking life, I'm like, I'm not cool. Like, <laughs> you know? And yeah. like, I go to the bars that I like to go to. I drink what I like to drink. Like last time I was at a bar, I had red wine. And my brother was like, you got red wine. And I'm like, what else would I get? Yeah. So it's like to me, you know, I think when it's, easy to because it's almost because I think part of the cool girl too is like it's effortless because it's yeah. exactly how you are exactly so like you don't need to like pose like super hard or like I know I was like able to take my picture because I like this is like what I like want my aesthetic like this is how I like to be yeah. so so I think like I don't I you know I with like visuals and stuff of like my writing it's like I just you know I think having curated this like this like authentic version of myself as best as I could because obviously there's already like a wall when you think about for sure social media but I um you know I I um having like made that up and like really put myself online and made it like myself my personality known I think that in itself is very like alluring and it can make you and the honesty the vulnerability of your writing too is I think what draws people to you because people just want to feel connected. Like you said, like when you read, um, your first, like the first, um, essay you read of Joan Didion's and just feeling like connected, that's just what people want and feeling less alone. I think above all else. Parade is a sustainable underwear company and their tootiest and fruitiest collection is back for a limited time only. And for model student listeners, you can get 20% off of your order by using the code A-L-E-X-N-D-R-A-R-A-I-N. Again, that's A-L-E-X-N-D-R-A-R-A-I-N. R-A-I-N. Thank you, Parade. Okay, so this is kind of like reverse engineering from like the last talking point we were at. But I want to talk to you about um, like presentations, details, creative process. Specifically with TikTok because I'm so interested like how that's kind of inter- if it has at all affected your creative process at all when writing but first like (laughs) and I anyways but first starting like when you barely first created your TikTok like did you were using it just for consumption did you know you wanted it to be a place to share your writing when did you get TikTok I got TikTok at the start of the pandemic like or honestly like a like a little bit before the pandemic began yeah probably February um 
before like things shut down and I I like honestly like I so I have like this when it comes to social media I have Chloe and letters and then I have like my personal accounts so like mm. I have a Chloe and letters like handle on almost anything yeah. um and then I have like my regular like Chloe Williams uh like my Twitter is just like my twitter is weird my instagram is not weird but it's just like very casual and like coding letters is like um i feel like honestly in, in a lot of ways like more authentic because it's more like it's more like honest and like uh just like showing my like actual self yeah and, uh, my other stuff is like usually trying to be funny. So <laughs> Yeah. So I made TikTok. You and... are funny. <laughs> Just you. as an aside, but yeah, you made TikTok. <laughs> so I made a TikTok and then, you know, the pandemic happened and then everybody was like, you know, doing TikTok and like yeah. can you know, you're seeing like the way because there's so much time, like you're seeing the way that like trends cycle through TikTok, you're seeing sounds and you know like just types of videos that people were doing and you get to know the app a little bit of course like I was you know bored at home I was I was with my parents for three months I think it was three it was like March to June yeah and um yeah so I was like you know just like I had all the time in the world I was like also in school so it was just like you know seeing all of that and then I made a I randomly one day made a Chloe in letters but I didn't do anything with it. I had my regular one and I was just scrolling and, you know, learning the like kind of the dynamic of, yeah. uh, you know, and seeing kind of just how easy it is to go viral. Like For it's so sure. accidental. And strangely enough, um, by, uh, you know, the end of 2020, there was an astrologer who had said, if you want to start something, because there was some like astro- astrological event happening on January 1st, 2nd and 3rd yeah and they were like so it's like kind of like funny <laughs> but they're like uh you know because I'm like you know I am someone who loves astrology but it's more like for me like spiritually like I'll use it to back me up and mm, like yeah. bolster anything that I else that I believe in so um it's like a kind of like a, a tangent or like a, a just like um it personifies everything else I believe in yeah so I was like, well, if like it's stars aligned, essentially, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> start something on January, you know, first, second, or third, like I'll do that. So I posted my first video, and at the time things were trending. It was like, it was like, whatever three videos line on your forty page, like that's the one for you. Oh yes, yes, I remember this actually because this is how I found your TikTok. Like yeah. this is I was like, and wait, so, this is Chloe. Yes. Yeah. I, yes. I remember this is all coming back to me. Okay, yes, sorry, continue. Yeah. No, it's okay. I um so so I made I had a couple of newsletters out at the time and so I was like, what if I did like which three of my newsletters you are? And so I I um made like three videos and they went pretty well. Like honestly for a first yeah. video I had no followers. I had I think Kelly and a- my, my friend Kelly and then Ava. And we were doing this thing at the time where we were trying really hard to like push ourselves. Like I had, I had, um, we were like really like devoted to each other. So when I posted on TikTok, like, and even still, like my friends are very supportive in the sense, like 
and we are all supportive of each other where when we post a TikTok, we send it to a group chat, like we yeah. share it so that we get the shares yeah. so that like the algorithm and we all comment, we all like all sorts of things. So we did, I don't know if we did it that time. I think I posted it just to see like at first. Test the water. And it went like pretty viral in like regards to like a first time poster. I think I got like a thousand or 2000 likes on it. And wow. I was like, wow. And then got a lot of followers yeah I and remember then I did. Sa- sorry I don't mean to interrupt I just want to say I remember oh, saving the one that landed on my for you page it was to a gate I think it was like healing yeah. was it and I literally decided I was like okay that's my word for the year healing and then I would just reference yeah. back to that it was it was special I just want to say it was very well <laughs> executed thank you I think yeah I think like I was seeing like first of all that sound like when you hear it it just it's one of those songs that just like evokes so much emotion yeah and I mean it comes from such an amazing like movie and yeah. uh, Nicholas so Bertel I is like just next le- like I love all of his like everything he composes I'm obsessed absolutely with. so so I was like seeing how that was like like really like you're seeing people put it on these sounds of like their parents like graduating college yeah. and all sorts of like you're feeling out the vibe of it a little bit and so I was picking you know what songs would go with which like I think I did two or three and that one went like pre-viral and like people really were like affected by it I had so many comments like saying like yeah. this is such a and I think for me like when I think about like making stuff like I love to like I you know it's like uh what's it like master of none kind of thing like yeah, I feel yes. like a <laughs> yeah. writer I have my other writer like I have that down but like I always when I was younger making videos I've always loved like mood boards yeah. I've always loved you know like and then like the tumblr stuff like when we were talking last time like yeah the like literary quotes and like so like so my whole like thing with my newsletter and my tiktok is like how can I incorporate everything that I love and like like to do and maybe I'm not like the best at it, but yeah. like, you know, it's like still fun and like you're doing something creative. So And that's all that yeah. was like kind of like that. Like it was like, oh, like people love Pinterest photos. Like <laughs> yeah. I incorporate that into my newsletter. And so I started just making like videos. It's like with a quote from my newsletter and like my mood board behind it. Yeah. And that's kind of evolved into making mood boards for my poems and mm. or not poems. I said I said last time. <laughs> you're you're exposing yourself no 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 I that's so funny so do you create then so I I mean obviously it's like the writing is the primary and then from it's kind of cool because then you're becoming like this creative director or like I, I don't know if that's the right word but like finding imagery that matches with the words and I know that sounds so elementary but no, like curation cool. in a way. Yeah, it's really cool. Do you I think yeah? Are you able to find images? And I'm just curious, like when you're writing, or at least when I'm writing, I feel like I always have somewhat of a specific image or at least feeling in my mind when writing a piece. Are you able to find like that like Pinterest images or Tumblr images that reflect back to that initial image that you had in your head? Or is I it, think, yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes the connection is like very arbitrary. Like mm. uh, a lot of times when I write about forgetting or, um, or like something maybe sad about like love or romance or yeah. something, I use lots of imagery of hands and water yeah. and like hands reaching and like water, like to me, it's like a, 
it's one of I said in my last newsletter it's one of my homes so mm. it's like for some reason that imagery always is like a draw to me so sometimes like when I think when I'm writing I'm thinking about the scene itself like as it happened to me like and I you know I picture it I write this the piece but then when I go to do a like a TikTok for it yeah it's like okay but like what is the universe that this thing exists in oh, so it's like if, if this were like a story like if this were like you know like a full like say like if this were like a, a fictional story like what would be the like like beginning like I look past the like what actually happened yeah. and think about like my emotions like the colors that I associate with it the the uh like you know imagery like I said like the water the ocean or like when it's happy I'm like thinking of like sunny kitchens and like uh like really nicely made beds and like fruit so like I and those are always kind of involved in no matter what but yeah a lot of it is like because I like do kind of that stuff it's like those are like really those things that really speak to me on a way that makes me feel inspired I love that oh yeah like so pulling that all in it's like a mixture of like love languages I've said before like my obsessions like like I said the kitchens and stuff yeah because that's a form of like where I feel like love exists so Mm. intensely and like uh like it's very like dense with love Yeah. yeah and um but then also like if you're talking about loss it's like the representation of like what does loss mean to me like where do I see loss in the world um so it's like it's very like like I said it's kind of arbitrary in like my own like existence of like feeling memories and and like you know like almost like picture association to yeah, me like no it's so great it's kind of random but it's it, it connects in my mind I'm well, like this makes sense that's what I was gonna say is like hearing the code like hearing some of the reasons for certain images because like water I've always noticed that and mm. and it creates such like a visceral kind of all-encompassing um environment really like you said like what universe would this piece exist in for the viewer and it's it's just really like leveling I think that's why you've been successful because there's so many writers there are so many mood board people <laughs> on TikTok and you you're just like the most beautiful epitome of both and it's really no I'm like such a fan like I'm a friend but I'm also like fan first obviously don't get it twisted um you've also and I I like love I don't know if you're still I think you were doing this series I don't know if you've done this series more consistently my like whatever my TikTok I feel like even on the following page, I'm like, you're not showing me who I want to see. Like, I want to... No, my, my 40 page is, like, fucked up or messed up. You can say fucked. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, mine, it's... I know. I'm, like, I'm trying to see my friends. Anyways. It's honestly, like, my own fault, though. It's, like... Yeah. Write it, like, write it, like, horror stories. And I oh, I... Oh, and I'm like, oh my god! And I'm like, of course, I never like them, but I watch them beginning to end, and I'm like, why is my for you page always ghost stories? Yeah, no, that's on mine. I'll get like the creepy, like one sentence horror stories, and I'm like, leave me alone. Like, no, interesting. Yeah, exactly. But you used to do. This is all to say, you used to, and maybe you still do. And I'm sorry because I have not stayed up to date as I should. Um, you used to do like get dressed with me videos but they were cool because they had writing tips incorporated yeah. in them I haven't done that in a while okay honestly. I thought because I feel like I saw you were doing it kind of more consistently a couple months ago but I want to yeah talk about well one you give such great tips but also two you have like such a great style and you've kind of achieved this like I'm sorry to say it like naturally cool <laughs> like writer <laughs> in New York style like 
like, I, I mean, I was gonna, you're not, kind of, you're, like, actually this, like, modernized, very authentic Carrie Bradshaw, and instead of the <laughs> yeah. column, you have your newsletter, and you're not, like, I mean, Carrie obviously wrote about sex and relationships, but you write about just life as a whole, but anyways, all of this to say is, I want to talk now about your style because just as much as like your writing is so brilliant, I also really love your style. Like the Joan Didion <laughs> bag, like that's perfect. But how is your like, what were you little say? like? I have my like little leather strap bag. I over love there. it. <laughs> no, you you like just have such. I just love your style so much, and it just feels so like you, and so it's like handwriting, like it's just so yours. Yeah. So how did that happen? (laughs) Because obviously handwriting evolves, style evolves. Like what pieces are you drawn to? What colors, textures, fabrics? Yeah. I am. It's funny. When the pandemic first started, I was going through a real like, real like, honestly, like kind of mental breakdown over my Mm. sense of style because I realized I really didn't have one. I didn't. I like, I was working in retail. So a lot of times like, you know, uh, you know, working in retail, you know, you're making like minimum wage and yeah. my store wasn't doing very good. I was barely getting hours. And so, you know, we got 40, we got 60% off. So naturally you're drawn like no matter what to that, like saving money. Yeah. So, so I, you know, I bought a lot of clothes that I just saw it. I was in proximity to, and mm. you know, you, you think you like something when you it and you can't get off your mind but it's only because you see all the time that you're thinking about it like I'm sure if I like you know worked one day and then like didn't go back for like two weeks I wouldn't have thought about half the clothes that I bought Mm. um so when the pandemic began like I'm seeing you know you're inside and you're seeing all these people with these like really distinct styles like especially to my sister she's like really distinct style and I was like I just like don't have that and so I would go in to get dressed and I just didn't like any of my clothes and so I had like a real moment of like really thinking about like you know I stopped looking at like people like towards people and like more started to think like, okay, on my own, like, I mean, I had like a couple of like people that I liked, but I'm like on my own, like right now, like when I like feel like I have nothing to wear, what is it specifically I want to wear? And so I sort of kind of like got rid of a ton of clothes. I I used to be hoard my clothes, but now I'm like, I'm so like, you know, (laughs) blase. I'm like, throw that away. I don't wear it. Throw it away. Yeah. Um, Yeah. more willing to see like okay this is like not a piece that I'm using anymore so a lot of my style to evolve that way I um you know I feel like it's kind of like you know you see like how writers dress and you're like people look up to and so you naturally have like a feeling of like I really want to look like the people that I like admire um yeah so so who are some of those can I ask who are some of those writers for you that like you yeah, of course I love Joan Didion. Yeah. Like, like she was such she's so cool. Um, I really love and she's more of a I feel like she's more of an influencer than a writer, but she does do writing is Camille Cherrier. Okay. I don't know if that's how you pronounce her name, but uh she's a British slash French like fashion like person. I'm not sure exactly what she does. But <laughs> I also really looked up, you know, like cause she does write, she like comes out with pieces and like they're in vogue and stuff, so she's yeah. a writer for sure. Um, but she's also like more like her, like she comes out with writing piece, writing pieces a little less frequently than she does her fashion. So she was a big one. I really love her. She's like very cool. She does like kind of interesting stuff. 
And she has like, and then like, she's like, and then the other girl, Lizzie Hadfield, me and my sister are like obsessed with her. She, um, we used to, we used to like say like, look at what Lizzie posted. Like we talk about her, like we're like BFFs. I love that. Yeah. Of course you have like, I feel like, you know, a lot of this is like based off what my sister likes too, because she had personal style before I had personal style, but like <laughs> she really liked Alexa Chung. I mean, who doesn't Yes, like yeah. It's, yeah. And then, of course. Uh, there was one more that I was thinking of. Um uh what's her name oh the people that worked at man repeller like, oh leandra or just in general yeah, maybe the people like, I just did it, but, like everybody there because yeah i think it's more a draw to people who have like a down pat like their mm. own thing and like there was like a sense of like you know man repeller it's like this place of like where you're dressing like how you want to dress regardless of like the conventional like does this match yeah it was kind of like anti-fashion in a way i mean man repeller may it rest in peace every i like it could have i like want to do a whole episode about morning man repeller and that'll come out (laughs) in due time but anyways yes great list great great list so looking at so how because this is something i always like I see what I have saved on my Pinterest board and then like actually making it tangible and like an actual like clothes on your back. How do you like because also too it's like for me going out and just completely replacing my wardrobe like stresses me out like I don't you know it's like definitely slow shift over time but would you say like I mean you mentioned like the pandemic I feel like the pandemic was such like a kind of turning point for everyone and as far as like development and all and all areas and obviously it was like <laughs> very unfortunate I don't think I need to give that disclaimer like I I think we all know <laughs> yeah. it like sucked but how did that like you said you worked at retail you did you donate the majority of that clothes do you still have some like how did you kind of go through that like, like phase yeah yeah I donated my clothes um I mean like every year like because we get like it's like a kind of like almost like like spring cleaning like I get like a ton of clothes from like my brother's girlfriend Mm. and I thrift my friend thrifts like I um uh like you know like working retail you kind of like like you got three sixty percent off a a, a month and honestly you never really needed more than that like when you got like one for like an accessory so but I was I was like so focused on clothes I was I never looked at clothes as like the overarching like accessory jewelry like that. I always yeah. looked at just those single pieces. Like I never bought shoes. I never bought bags. I never bought like this, that's that stuff that like really puts together an outfit. Yeah. Um, and so like I donated a lot of my clothes and I started to get unemployment and there was a sense oh, yeah. of like <laughs> same, because actually same, continue, but same. <laughs> I can really like you know, now I have this kind of disposable income that I've never in my life had. Yeah. And I really invest in clothes that I really want. I still made errors. Like there's still, I've got stuff during the pandemic that I gave away because, you know, I was like so excited to kind of figure myself out a little bit. Yeah. And actually have spending money. Cause the same thing happened to me. I like was so reluctant about buying clothes cause I just never had the extra money to. And then once I had even just like a hundred, 200, just a little extra money to, it was like a world opened and that sounds really vain, but it was actually like, Oh, this is, I don't know. Like you said, investing. Whereas before it was just like, 
it's like it's like a, a high because you're like I have so little money that I just have to get what I like like right now exactly like, yes and I can't like you know I can't really dwell because like you know there'd be times where I came down to like my last twelve dollars you know yeah. like yeah. and like I can't go out and buy like go like to Soho or like you know there's like obviously it's like everything's kind of a little fast fashion but like you know yeah. like they're like there's like like I love mango like that's yes. still fast fashion like a lot of their pieces I've had for years like yeah and so like there's like stuff that I love but it's like those are like 40 50 dollar pants like you yeah. know if I bought that like you know as much as I love it and I know that I would love it for a long time like I cannot like you know this is not I don't have money to invest like so yeah you know or it's like the next best thing of like I need you know pants for you know the winter so I'm gonna get these pants that I've been around for a long time which I'm sure I like but maybe don't love and yeah so like getting rid of all that stuff and then you know I think I fell into a I also fell into a similar like Pinterest trap like me and my yes. sister always <laughs> talk about it where it's like I feel like when you try to develop your sense of style whether that's in any regard of like how we talked about aesthetics the other day reading yeah. writing you know like dressing um photography whatever like what have you there's a sense that you can only look at other people so much because I hate when you yes. see TikToks that are like I was inspired by Kendall Jenner's outfit and so they put on like the like to the T exact same outfit yeah that's like, kind of boring to me like you're just being exactly that thing yeah. and and it's like I want to see like your specific take on it yeah, I yeah. someone oh I saw Kendall Jenner wear like a tiny t-shirt so this is how I would style a tiny t-shirt like and like have it be like you know like other like instead of like you know like little black boots like cowboy boots like you know like just like it doesn't have to be like you know like a whole brand new thing but I just wish like I see people like kind of like carbon copying and it's like mm you know, like, I don't know necessarily if that adds so much. Yeah, I will say, I love, though, when, like, I, because I get them so much on my For You page where it's, like, I'm a size 6'8", and I'm, like, restyling, like, this outfit that was, yeah, that, I'm, like, that's cool, because that's, That's like, a a very, like, or, like, when people are, like, a a more affordable option. Yeah, yeah. Those, like, those videos, like, are, like, very, like, they add something, because you're seeing that, you know, like, how can I do this for, like, my body type, my, you know, price range, my whatever. Yeah. And you see, like, another thin white woman dressing, <laughs> another thin white woman, it's yeah. like, okay, get it. Like, you can wear that outfit. Like, yeah, we get, you have abs. Yeah, totally, totally. So, so for me, with like, that, I got in a hole of, like, I would go on Pinterest, and I had none of the clothes on Pinterest. And yeah. I wanted to dress like that so badly. Yeah. And I would, like, manically go out and buy, <laughs> like, these clothes and then it's like okay but like <laughs> I would go through uh and I eventually I got to the point where it's like and I think too I wish I had this sooner but there's that girl on TikTok who does the three words and yeah. I think like and it's like essentially you pick three words that describe your style and you not only buy clothes in that thing but it's like if you're trying to develop your sense of style you buy clothes now in that way and so yeah I stopped looking at Pinterest I mean I had I had like mood boards stuff I save clothes that I like but like when I went shopping it was like, okay, let me think about like me getting dressed over the past like month, two months, three months. Like yeah. what are the articles of clothing that I've wanted that I haven't had? Mm. So it's not like, what, what, what do I want when I'm overexposed like to consumption of like clothes? Like when, of course, like you look at like beautiful people dressed in these like amazing clothes and you're like, of course I want all of them. Yeah. I was like, but what do I like, what do I personally want? And I think it came like a stepping back from like aesthetics and like, 
and really like looking at my own and like looking at like, okay, like where, like what are the things that I forget that I want? Yeah. And I made a list of like, you know, just like simple pieces that are like both capsule and kind of statement. Like I wanted like a big green sweater. So like, mm-hmm. I think about like, I like, I'm very drawn to the color green. I have like red undertones. I don't know if that's why, but I, um, <laughs> I always buy green. It's like all a color I love. I love like doing green and like dark blue. I love doing mm. green and like purple, like all like, cause you can do like, you know, it's like a colorful thing where I can like do like more neutral, but I can also do like pops of color. So I bought like lots of green and, um, I'm always drawn to like funky pants, but like, I'm honestly someone who like craves comfort over anything. So, I mean, I have yeah. two pair of jeans, but like at the, the point for me is like, I mean, Harry Styles, like he really started like those like big, you know, pants like that yeah. are like comfy. And so I, I have like a lot of like, I am always drawn to pants that are not jeans. Like anything that's yeah. like a trouser or, um, like linen or like just ins- like something that I can look presentable while also being comfortable is truly my like only requirement. Yeah, for sure. So I'm really drawn to that stuff. And I like, and you know, I like really like, you know, prints and I like to like mess around with prints. Um, but yeah, I think like, you know, my personal style developed by, like really like I don't know, like make it sound like a like spiritual journey but I was like let me look look at myself like let me stop looking elsewhere to figure out who I am and let me just figure out like where I have like cravings and like that I want to express yeah um, I do big- yeah I I it's I'm so interested as like <clears throat> style as listen I and every episode, I swear to God, I'm like, I studied psychology at university. <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah, we get it. We don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. We got it. But I, one of the classes I took, and it was so fun, was personality theories. Mm-hmm. And obviously, they didn't, like, it's a clinical class, so they didn't have, like, a chapter on style. But I'm so interested as, like, style as being a um expansion of someone's personality and I really think it is because if you think like in middle school when we're all trying to like develop our personalities I feel like that's when we all dress the most trendy and like just want to look like the person next to us and then I feel like by the time you're in your early 20s is really when people start to grow into themselves and I feel like you see that reflected in people's style I yeah. think it's so cool. <laughs> I'll write a book on it someday, but I, I mean, I've loved talking to every guest just about like, okay, how did your style develop? And every time it, it parallels to like personality development. And like you said, it's like, it, it can be a really spiritual thing. And I think it's so yeah. beautiful and I love it. It's so fun. And I also too, one thing that I really liked is I realized that I was really, this is like a sidebar, like mm. ad. I like I stopped looking at particular people and like like specific people and more looked at like a genre of people. Yeah. So like I love journalism movies. Like yeah, I've seen the post. I've seen um uh uh there's one I can't remember the name, but it takes place in Boston with like Rachel McAdams and Mark Ruffalo. Oh oh and, oh, like, is that Spotlight? Spotlight, yeah. Yes, so yeah, I, started, yeah. I like, watch a lot of those because I like I said I was a media studies minor, so I love the law aspect and like. Um, like the overarching idea of like media itself and like yeah. how it's developed the history of it. But I, um, you know, I really love the way like that I like the, the not the, not the legitimate 
aspect, but the Hollywood aspect of like a 70s journalist. Yes, so I always like yeah. button ups, I'm on buying button ups and like flared like pants or like big pants. And like, I have that satchel. Like I, when I leave a place, if I feel like I look like a 70s journalist going to like a scene, like I'm That's like, the mission. exactly <laughs> what I wanted. Yeah. Cause I think like, you know, it's like also how you look specifically. Like I have like this kind of like wavy, sometimes curly, sometimes wavy, sometimes straight hair, but like, it's like really like, like in the morning, it's like very crazy. And like, like I have, like, I would say I tweeted that I had, like, I think I put on my story, but like, you know, I have like bed head and um, like eye bags, like, cause yeah. I'm like, I'll fired, but I feel like, you know, that like sleepy girl aesthetic plays into me. Cause I see people who are like fit that personality, like yes. me and yeah. I'm like, wow, that's what I want to be like. So I lean into that, like, kind of like those almost like those channels that are already set up, which is nice for aesthetics, but I do it my yeah. own way. So like, I like comfy pants. So I don't do like minimalistic comfy. I do like big, bold pattern comfy. Mm, so it's yeah. like really interesting, like to like, kind of like put it all together and like see where you want to like go with it. Evolve with it. I love it. No, I love that so much. I mean, I, I love button ups, like especially oh. white button up. If I'm in a white button up, I feel good. Like I love, yeah, like you'll get a bag yeah, and walk around. <laughs> yeah, no, I literally like when I go thrifting, like, or it just like with talking to my boyfriend in general, like if we're ever thrifting and I see a white button up, he's like, you have like four. I'm like, yeah, but this one is just slightly different. Cause I love, it's like yeah. my uniform. If I had to wear anything, for the rest of my life, it'd be a white button up. And of course, I always spill coffee on it, but that makes it charming. And <laughs> I it's always. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, my final question for you, and it's always such a joy talking to you. I don't know if I've ever asked you this, but why Chloe and Letters? Why has that been? Just why yeah. that? It's so funny. Um, my sister helped me pick it out, but. I had like my original, when I first started writing and like I had a, I had a website, um, mm. before, uh, you know, my, uh, my website now. And I like, I mean, I didn't write So my, I made my Instagram in 2017. Okay. Um, and I was doing like more mood board stuff and like, kind of like, it was more like how you could see other people who like have Instagram accounts dedicated to like Pinterest photos. Yes. Yeah. Like that and I like I included some of my stuff and like I made it like a lookbook and I was using like the lookbook and all sorts of different things so I had this website with my writing and I would post this blog and I think it was called the things we carry so it was about essentially like mm. how do I learn to carry the stuff that I have now like yeah there's like grief and loss and stuff so which essentially is my newsletter it's like how do you <laughs> carry what we learned the yeah. change but um I, I, um, I started everything with dear readers and ended it with love always Chloe. Yeah, and yeah. so it was like letters from me. So, uh, Chloe and letters. So it was just like my life in letters, yeah. um, and like my experience. So it was just like a personification of myself in these like letters to people. So I, I made it Chloe and letters and my sister helped me pick it out. Um, and we were like, kind of like shooting, like, you know, ideas, like with like, like the word letters and Chloe, like that's really all we had. And we we're like, what should we do? And we yeah. came up with Chloe letters. Cause you know, I love, I love a handwritten note. My mom, yeah. my mom used to write little notes on like the counter and yeah. like for us in the summertime. And she's like, hi, good morning. Like, well, we'll be back or I'll be back around four today. Could you like take out the trash? And she's like, love you guys. Or like, she'd leave like $10. She's like, go get some food at like Frosty Tree or something. So yeah. handwritten letters and like letters themselves have always been like a very specific, specific like love language of my own so to have like that incorporated into like everything was a big thing for me so I liked the way that especially because it's also like Chloe and letters is in like 
like just the individual alphabet letters. So yeah, uh, yeah. there's a that like goes like it's all like intertwined into just being my like kind of love language. Yeah, I love it. I love it so much. That's what I had initially thought was just like oh yeah, it's like Chloe and like the alphabet and like how she's, <laughs> but that was such a more like poetic and beautiful statement. If, okay, so I lied. This is actually my final question for you. <laughs> if, what do you want, I mean, the listeners of the pod, but in general, like what do you want to be known for? What do you want Chloe and letters to be remembered as? A takeaway, I guess. I'm asking for a soapbox claim. (laughs) I feel like I hope that, like, when people, like, come to my writing, there's a sense of, like, I've always, like I said, when I I used to feel really lonely and I moved to New York and there's, like, periods of my life, like, of days where I would be, like, on the subway and I just, it felt like people, like, actually, like, really couldn't see me and, Mm. and, like, they'd walk up to my seat and then they'd realize I was there by the time they got there and I was like, how did you not see me here before? And I'm sure, like, they did. I'm sure it's, like, my own, like, confirmation bias, but I was always, like, very aware of, like, people bumping into me and, and, like, when I dated that guy, that, like, awful guy, like, he never remembered things about me. Like, yeah. he couldn't remember birthday, he couldn't remember this, this, and that. Like, all sorts of things. And I always felt, like, very particularly, like, denied by existence. Yeah. And so, writing was a way of saying, first of all, I'm here. But it's also a way of saying, like, to anybody else who feels that way, like, I want you to know that, like, you're, like, you exist. Like, you're, you're here and... I'm like seeing you. And so that's a very important thing to me. I never want anyone to like come to my writing and think that only they're like, of course, like there's times where you don't relate and you do relate, but I I feel like I hope people can find that, that like chasm that comes between them and the world is closed a little bit more and that they, you know, feel like they're part of this life and existence. And I hope they feel like I'm seeing them because I think that's difficult. Like you see a lot of like people feeling like, and not to say that this is equates, but like you see, like representation, like that's a big topic yeah. in news. But I, I never want anyone to feel like my like work only works with someone who like looks X Y Z or is X Y Z. So yeah. I, I think like I don't, that's why I like the mundane because it's it's universal. Like anyone can talk about it, anyone can ex- can relate to it. Um, it's not necessarily like a specific thing about like being a woman in New York City it's like being a person Just um so yeah I I really hope I'm like people can find like a home in my work and can feel like they just it may, I hope it makes them really love love again even when they feel like they're not necessarily a part of it oh my gosh standing ovation (laughs) that was beautiful oh my gosh I like almost don't want to say anything like I'll just cut the the episode yeah like I don't need to say anything else oh my god thank you so much for being on and I'm so excited Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Model Student. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to leave a rating interview and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you.